I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Day in the NFL, Ravens and Chiefs in the AFC title game and the Niners and Lions in the NFC championship. We pick these games apart. Johnny Avello of the DraftKings Sportsbook stops by to tell us what the counter needs and what the people might need this week. We also have Ross Tucker of the Ross Tucker podcast and Even Money podcast. Ross Tucker podcast on the DraftKings network. Ross stops by to chat with Julian his takes for the game will have best best as well coming up on Unreasonable Odds. Welcome into Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. Brendan Glasheen, Julian Edlow. We have a big show today getting you set for Championship Sunday in the National Football League. A few guests on the show. We have Johnny Avello joining us shortly for a segment of Odds R. We discuss what the book might need this weekend and what the people are betting for the AFC and NFC championship games. And we have Ross Tucker joining us. He's our friend at the DraftKings Network. He's hosting the Ross Tucker podcast, of course, and Even Money podcast. Julian, let's recap last weekend. Uh, We'll start really what happened last, which was the Kansas City-Buffalo game. You gave out Kansas City, and they got there in what was a roller coaster and another instant classic between the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, it was a wild game, and I know it uh, wound up somewhat coming down to a missed field goal, although Kansas City was in pretty good position to win that game, um, even if Buffalo had, had made that. And if they hadn't, likely odds if they have, would have lost would have been by a field goal, and you push that. But glad it worked out the way it did, get the outright win. Um, and it was just exciting. I, I, I could not believe in that game that Andy Reid went back to McCole Hardman mm. on the goal line for a second touch, and he fumbled it again. I cannot believe that DeMar Hamlin got a fake punt touch on his own end of the field. Um, a lot of things I couldn't believe in that game, but it was exciting, uh, and I am pretty – I feel good about the Chiefs being the right side in that game ultimately. Um, so good weekend of games. The two night games were insane. I'm very glad that the Niners advanced because that's a a big team for me in the futures market. And, uh, you know, after we talk to Johnny, we'll break these games down. But I feel pretty confident about the spot the Niners are in this week, and I will go over why. Yeah, Lions and Bucks got over, which was one of the plays they gave out. Also, when we had a high slop on last week, discussed the Jameer Gibbs angle. Shout out to you for uh, suggesting to bet that live, which ended up got playing there. out well. It got, got there. there. And he actually, it, Gibbs got to 40 yards on the dot receiving, which was plus, uh, plus. 240, I think. It was high. It was high. Yeah. So, and he, and he had. We we said that was going to be a prop game, and it was a prop game. And shout out to John Highslop. His his best bet at the end was Baker passing yards. Easily got there. We did a bunch of Baker passing yards. 300-plus wound up getting there. 
um, the golf passing over got there and um, I was a little same game parlay piece away. I needed the 300 from golf. Couldn't quite get there. And the other one I gave was Josh Allen to throw an interception, which there were several batted balls and there was a couple. Uh, there was a, a walk-in touchdown potentially there uh, down the stretch. season 14 and 5 to the over a half an interception. Right. So he that ended up being – <laughs> and he almost fumbled a few times, which of course doesn't deliver on an interception prop, but there was a few circumstances. Samir gave out Baker over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think you had said this uh, – it, you said this last week, we hoped that people would get behind the Baker train, and it, just, it turns out you can throw on the Lions. And the conditions for Brock Purdy this coming weekend look pretty favorable to throw the football. So we'll dive yeah. into more of those angles as the uh, as the show rolls on. But for sure. um, yeah, we've, we found out, you, yeah, you can throw on the Lions. As, as impressive as they've been, as Cinderella as they feel, uh, there are some deficiencies in that defense. And then for Bills. What, what, you're, what you're not supposed to do, be able to do on the Lions is run the ball. They had the second-best run defense in the NFL, and the Bucks kind of did, even yeah. with Baker passing. So, again, I'll touch on all this game uh, after we talk to Johnny, but what do you think McCaffrey's going to be able to do if, if the Bucks can do that? I mean, look at the path for the Lions. Puka Nakua tears them apart. It's a good passing attack, with, and they had a great running back coming in in Kyron Williams. Then you face Evans. Baker Mayfield, who's not as great, I think, as Stafford, of course, but – You've got Godwin, you've got Evans, and now you've got to face potentially, we don't know about Debo Samuel's status, he's a 50-50 chance to play, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey, I mean, go right down the list. It just doesn't get any easier. And then they have to face the Ravens or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl should they advance. Okay, uh, we'll get into our specific thoughts, but first let's turn our attention to Odds Are with Johnny Avello. He sits down with both of us to break down the two title games in the NFL. All right, another week of the NFL postseason in the books, and we are on to Championship Sunday. And as we do each week on Unreasonable Odds, it is time to welcome in the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook for Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, how are we doing this week? Hi, guys. Good to see you again. We had four pretty good games last week. Uh, we talked about them in depth last week on, on the podcast, really, uh, you know, Tied ball game with with Houston and Baltimore, uh, but that one blew open second half. The two night games were tremendous finishes with the Niners clawing it out. Kansas City on the missed field goal moves through in Buffalo. Um, and then really the, the Tampa-Detroit game did wind up being another one-possession game that a lot of money flipped hands on the no-good two-point conversion where the spread came into play. Uh, so let us know, Johnny, best results on the games last week for the book. And where did the public make a little bit of money? Okay, well, let's return to Saturday, uh, the first of the two days of the divisional playoffs. In the Houston-Baltimore uh, game, they bet Texas getting the 10 points. Uh, plus, they also took a, a bigger plus on the money line. Um, so, you know, that one worked out pretty well for us. The players did win the total in that one, betting the under, taking it from down from 46 down to 44, and that's actually where it fell. Uh, the Saturday night cap was an even better game for the house. They laid the 9.5, the 10, the 10.5. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there were the Packer betters who thought they could, the Packers could win the game, betting them with the big plus on the money line. So the game falls three. Um, 
where the you know favorite wins doesn't cover, and that scenario usually works really well for us, and it did. Uh, on Sunday, the public bet the Lions every possible way you could bet them: the side, the money line, teasers, and they also bet the total over. They avoid that failed two point conversion. Yeah, you know, and if it falls six, that's not good either. So uh, neither one of those scenarios were good. Probably would have been, uh, you know, better falling six than it turned out. Uh, so that was a big win for them uh, in the opener. And then the Chiefs-Bills game, it took just a ton of individual bets on that game. It was certainly the heaviest bet game of the weekend. We did okay, but the betters won their share of wagers in that contest as they did come in late on the Chiefs. I, I was surprised that that line held all week because of all the injuries that the Bills had. And I said, you know, they just got to play the Chiefs in this one. They didn't early, but they certainly did on game day. Okay. All right. How about player props are always a fun market to dive into this time of year. Less games so people can sink their teeth into more individual performances. An example of Baker Mayfield, who I think that the nation got a sense of how well he had been playing down the stretch. His passing prop got bet up a ton against the Lions. He threw for 300-plus yards. What were some of the player props that took the most money over the weekend? And uh, what, what ended up coming through for the – for the DK Sportsbook? Uh, well, there were many. I'll tell you the ones that came through for the betters, which George Kittle, first touchdown score, plus 750. Uh, then you had McCaffrey, two or more touchdowns, plus 165. Think about that, guys. Two or more touchdowns, plus 165. That seems like a short price, but the guy's a machine out there. Uh, Lamar Jackson to score two or more touchdowns. That was close to plus 800. Uh, Jackson over 59 and a half rushing yards. Uh, uh, Allen to score any time. That's always played. Kelsey to score any time. Jameer Gibbs over 42 and a half rushing yards. And then Gibbs also got played on the rushing and receiving combined yards over 70 and a half. Uh, Pacheco over 60 and a half rushing yards. And Rasheed Rice under seven, six and a half receptions. They went under in that one, which may be a surprise to some of our viewers. Was Baker, Johnny, not uh, one of the more bet props of the weekend, passing on Mayfield? He had some money, but uh, not, no, not, one, not one of the tops, no. That surprises me. All right, unreasonable odds. Not as much pull as we thought, Glash, because we were barking that all week, including with John Highslop on the podcast. It went up. 10 or 12 yards or whatever. People, people just some, couldn't believe it. They could the, the Baker magic was going to run out, which it didn't as far played as the some, game. played some 300 plus at the alt and it got there. The Baker magic, I mean, Baker magic didn't run out. He threw a well, game losing interception, but indoors true. against the 30th ranked pass <laughs> defense. Come on. Well, let me jump in quickly. How about Mike Evans? I felt that was a number that moved all week. How, how, was Evans a popular bet from the people? Evans took, yeah, he took some money. He wasn't, you know, I gave you some of the top ones, maybe the top seven or so. He was in the top 10. Very good. All right. Let's move on to Championship Sunday, Johnny. We only got three football games left in the season. Two of them are on Sunday. Baltimore, uh, as we record Wednesday afternoon, Baltimore laying three and a half at home to KC. Niners laying a touchdown at home to Detroit. Where's the early money coming in uh, on these games? Yeah, so let's talk about those two games and the movement. And the first of the first of the two, the early money's on the Ravens. We opened the Ravens three. We went to three minus twenty. All of that happened uh, on Sunday, Monday. 
Uh, now we're at three and a half. Uh, in the Detroit-San Francisco contest, it's been fairly balanced. We opened a nine or six and a half, went to seven, back to six and a half. Now, this back and forth happened a few times late Sunday and also on Monday, but we've now settled at seven. Um, so we're seeing in the late game, we're getting balanced, but we're seeing more Detroit money so far. And on, in, the, in the first game, it's been all one-sided. Hmm. All right. How about the total? Total in the AFC title game, 44 and a half. Chiefs, Ravens, then Lions, Niners, and the NFC Championship, 51. Uh, anything in terms of movement uh, from the betters as far as the total? Well, you mentioned the 44 and a half in the, in the uh, Chiefs, Ravens game, but that opened 45 and a half. Uh, so that one has been bet down under. The total in the San Francisco game is being bet over, but just a tad. It opened 51 holes at that number right now. So we haven't gotten off at a key number of 51. Uh, looking at the weather for this weekend, the only chance of any inclement weather that I see is in uh, in Baltimore. There's a chance of rain. But in San Francisco, it looks like it's going to be clear and nice, nice warm day. All right. Props are out nice and early again. Uh with these type of uh, these type of big games, not as much mystery as to who's going to be playing and and whatnot. Although midweek we we still have the Debo Samuel uh, injury to to figure out being called fifty fifty. Uh, what is the early choice from some of the betters on these popular props? I see you mentioned Baker against the Lions passing was not one. Is Brock Purdy passing against the Lions going to be one? Because that is already up about ten yards from open. It looks like. Yeah, that one, that is one. Uh, you know, you mentioned about the, the props going up early, guys, and I, I really got to tell you that the team does a great job of getting those up uh, early, and it's a full menu. Um, you know, when I worked in the in the retail book, people would tell me, I love the Super Bowl because of all the props, but when are you going to put them up? You know, it's like we'd say like Thursday or Friday. Here's the team's got them up on Monday, Tuesday, the full slate. So, uh, you know, we're the first to do that, and uh, and getting those up early gets us a lot of action during the week. Um, yeah, besides Purdy, there's there's always money on the usual suspects for the first and any time touchdown scorers. Uh, other players that are getting some interest: Gus Edwards over a half a reception. Got to lay two bucks on that one, though. It's a steep number, but they think he's that's going to happen. Also, Gus Edwards. Over 39 and a half rushing yards and rushing attempts by him, nine and a half. Uh, Kelsey over five and a half receptions. Odell Beckham over one and a half receptions. Lay a dollar eighty on that. Another big price. Sam Laporta under five and a half receptions. You know, Sam Laporte back from an injury, and uh, they feel maybe he's not going to get to six in this, in this contest. And then Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes, minus one thirty. And Jackson under one and a half touchdown passes, minus 180. I wanted to jump in about the Christian McCaffrey thing you had mentioned earlier. So the, the two plus touchdown number this week is plus 145. And he, yeah. So curious, be though, because of your take on how he's just a machine, that's only come down 20 cents. In the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, it might two touchdowns would be minus 120. I don't know the way, <laughs> the way he's going. <laughs> That was improbable last week, but it got there. Any yeah. Johnny, any special markets for Championship Sunday that, that might be – you mentioned the first touchdown, last touchdown. Any special markets that might be getting more attention than usual? Yeah, there are. Um, 
like all teams to score a field goal this weekend. Uh, all teams, every game, four games, uh, two games, four teams. That's even money. Uh, all teams to have a rushing touchdown, uh, plus 310. Mahomes or Goff to have at least 300 yards passing. Uh, and will any team score 30 or more points in the Lions 49ers games? There are a few uh, different props that are getting some action this week. Yes, the San Francisco 49ers will score 30 points in the Niners-Lions game. All right, Lions plus, I think that's uh, even money, Jules. There we go. Um, (laughs) You mentioned being in the retail book, saying we're going to get Super Bowl props up Thursday or Friday, and now we have props up for championship Sunday on Monday, Tuesday. Guess what? It's also Wednesday of championship weekend, and we already have things you can bet on for the Super Bowl in whatever that is, two and a half weeks. So I know uh, I saw some people betting Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP was like eight to one range at some point. That's come down. Any Super Bowl special markets already uh, taking money. People saying, hey, I think this team's going to win on Sunday. I'm going to get ahead of it. Bet this for the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a couple of cool things. A lot of stuff's getting bet. Uh, Mention some stuff that doesn't normally you don't normally see something like this. Will the winning seed of the Super Bowl be a one or three seed? Uh, the three seed is getting some play at plus 230. So that's either one of the dogs. Just bet the and, and, all, <laughs> and also along those same lines, the Super Bowl combined matchup seeds. The number four uh, is seeing play at plus 110. Now that's one dog and one favorite. Right. Yep. So, uh, so some kind of cool stuff that, you know, we're we're thinking about trying to do things a little bit different. By the way, next year, Super Bowl is up and that's available ah. for children. Uh, 49ers are the favorite at plus 550, followed by the Chiefs. I think they're 850, Ooh. Bills 9, and then the Ravens 950. Anybody taking money on that yet? Uh, a little bit of Niner money. Uh, you know, it's small right now. Uh, the Bills aren't taking any money. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people have given up on the Bills or not. I mean, I've I've watched this team get so close. They got Josh Allen, who is probably as good as Mahomes. I mean, he's a close second if he's not. And here's Mahomes, who has a just tremendous success in the NFL. And Josh Allen has had no success. I mean, when I say no success, I mean the ultimate goal is to win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, and they just you know they just struggle to get there. And I don't know if it's what. You know, some kind of voodoo in the Western New York area or whatever it is. It's just not working there. I have a, another follow-up. I know we'll get there early next week when we actually find out the matchup, but a lot of these potential Super Bowl matchups could end up being previous head-to-heads, like Kansas City and San Francisco have met in this game. And even this season, opening night, we saw Kansas City and Detroit play when KC had their banner drop. Ravens spanked the Lions, too. We've, yeah. we've seen all of them, every matchup. Yeah. Yeah. So, Johnny, I'm curious for the audience, how much does that, because I feel like that could play into people's analysis, at least the public, when they think, well, if it is Detroit and Baltimore, for example, well, I mean, Baltimore ran them over back in October. Does that, can you explain to the audience how that might factor in, if at all? That won't factor in at all. That They were two different teams then. Um, and so, I think you want to, if you want to look at it as an emotional bet where, wow, they beat us up and we're a much better team now. And so 
we're really looking forward to this. And then you're the better. And then you take all that in consideration and think that same way. That's a bad way to handicap, to be honest with you. I mean, you just have to look at the way the teams are playing now and the matchups with the offense going against a certain defense. And uh, that's about the extent of it, guys. I mean, revenges are one thing, but really, uh, you know, how often do they happen? We see teams beat the same teams over and over again. It doesn't matter. So um, I, I personally don't, we don't take it into play. I mean, we certainly will look at some of the stats from that game, maybe to use for this game, but uh, not using that game to make a line. Right. The, the one the, the one that might have some merit is Christmas night Niners Ravens. That was very recent. And- that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, the the, the Ravens played a really good game and uh, probably the 49ers have that one on their mind. Um, but still got to play the game, guys. Right. <laughs> they have to play the games. Uh, we will find out what happens in the games this weekend on Championship Sunday. And, of course, we'll have Johnny back at some point over the course of the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl to talk a uh, bountiful menu of props and bets for that game. Um, Johnny, thanks, as always, for joining us here on Odds Are. You're welcome, guys. Have a good week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, thanks to Johnny, as always, for joining us. And yes, stay tuned. We'll have him on at some point the next couple of weeks before we get to the Super Bowl, pending the matchup and Johnny's schedule. Uh, Ross Tucker coming up very shortly. He'll sit down with Julian to give his thoughts on the game. So we will weigh in on our thoughts, and then we'll turn it over to Ross and Julian. All right, let's start. We'll just go right in order. So we, we gave a little tease to this, Julian, at the top of the show. Kansas City and Baltimore AFC title games, the first game at 3 o'clock. Chiefs are getting three and a half. Patrick Mahomes, 13 and three now in the Super Bowl. He's proven he can win on the road. Totals at 44 and a half. Is this a situation where, and there was some chatter during the week, and not just chatter, it actually happened. Uh, some books had the number at four, Baltimore minus four. It's back to three and a half. Any chance we get a three, or is this going to stay right where it is? Seems like this is going to stay. Um, People like Baltimore. Yeah. The role over the Chiefs, and they're kind of ignoring. I thought maybe if Mahomes got it done once as a dog, then everybody would be back on the Mahomes as a dog I thing. Thought. But now we're getting now we're getting uh Mahomes as a contrarian dog again. So I'll just give you you know the midweek betting splits. It's fifty-seven percent of the bets for sixty-nine percent of the handle on Baltimore. Um 47-67 split on the money line. This is definitely the tougher game, I think, of the two. Um, yes, because Baltimore is not as stupid as Buffalo. That's the bottom yep, line. That's the easy way to uh, – that's the simple handicap here, the simple way to put it, I guess. Baltimore's a good team, a smart team. They feel more ready than Buffalo to break through. Um, 
not as banged up to be fair, like talking actual and, X's and O's, not as banged up in their second uh, in their defensive uh, back end, which is true. And not as banged up. Uh, we've seen Baltimore beat the bag out of really good teams. Uh, specifically, we're all going to reference Christmas against the the Niners. Uh, beat Detroit handedly early in the year. Smoked Detroit, um, but like Johnny mentioned, different teams really early in the season. Uh, but Detroit scored six points in that game. One of five games they played outdoors this season. Keep that in mind for when we talk about the later game. Um, I lean Kansas city. If I didn't have anything in pocket, I would probably play Kansas city plus three. Now I am fortunate enough to have some Kansas city plus two thirty to win the AFC. And then I have some Baltimore 11 to one to win the Super Bowl. So what would really kill me is Kansas City loses here, I lose that bet. And then Baltimore loses the Super Bowl, I lose that bet. Um, so it's not perfectly hedged like, hey, I have a winner either way here when when a team wins the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think I'm going to try and do here is play some Kansas City plus three and a half, uh, tease some Kansas City to nine and a half, and hopefully cover those legs and whoever wins the game win, wins the game. Um, that's That's my thought process here. I, you know, Baltimore's got an extra day of rest as the one seeds have. Um, I think that played a role in how good Kansas City was against Buffalo to a degree. One of the few edges that Kansas City had in that game. Like Kansas City had a lot of edges going into that Buffalo game, I feel. This one, the edges go away and it's more just who's going to be better on Sunday afternoon. And Mahomes has a ton of experience, but uh, this Baltimore team isn't, isn't really gonna back down the way that buffalo can can shrivel at times as you said so much less of a feel on this game for the side the total and the props uh but i lean taking points with kansas city because we're getting Mahomes as a contrarian dog again it would stun nobody if if the chiefs just got it together what what struck me and i'm getting them in trouble for something they did well in the Buffalo game was how efficient they were. So what happens if it doesn't start well? Cause Casey, they had five minutes less of time of possession in the Buffalo game, but they executed and got to have it spots that hold game outside of me, Cole Hardman fumbling the ball to put them up two scores. Mm-hmm. But anytime they had to answer a Buffalo drive, which they churn the clock, you know, double digit plays, 70-something yards, they punch it in. Whereas KC was getting chunk play, chunk play, got to have it play. Um, the weather, it's going to rain. It's going to be – where's Steve Buchanan? I know he hates this kind of discussion. Uh, it's going to rain. The well, wind will be a factor. played a, a factor Saturday night in San Francisco. Yes, Steve, it did. Weather did play a part in the game. The got to have it game. Yeah, and the other thing – like. I was going to ask you that. Like, would you turn to props? Because no, well, you like KC, and I, I tend to as well. Getting the the, the hook there, three and a half. Um, Pacheco's rushing number just keeps going up slightly. Like, is this this Ravens defense is really good? Uh, is Pacheco appropriately priced at sixty three and a half? Uh, part of me, sixty five and a half rushing yards. Yeah, that's right around where he's normally priced, and this is a, an average Baltimore run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kansas City plays well, though, and starts moving with the lead, like, you know, as I have each week and ha- as it's been coming through, I, I kind of lean Pacheco over. Um, but I'm-, I'm not as strong on anything in, in this game. I-, I 
really like Kansas City as a teaser piece, and I would bring him down with the Niners because obviously I'm very exposed to the Niners to win the NFC, and this is the game where they can go ahead and finally do that. Um, and uh, at, at better than a field goal, I, I lean Kansas City. Uh, and defensively, I think the Chiefs can guard their or guard. They can they can negate uh, Lamar's weapons, Flowers, Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar had a catch in last game. Like they, like they improved, really they improved, they improved their passing game with Munkin, but the, the the weapons still aren't great for Lamar Jackson, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the league. Yeah, to, I, to the remaining three teams, uh, it's Baltimore's got the weakest group out in the quarterbacks dynamic, as we know. But uh, agreed. Yeah, uh, real quick, injury wise for Baltimore, Mar- is Marlon Humphrey expected back? I know he was out last week. Um, let me see where his status is at right now. Mark Andrews is supposed to play Sunday. That's something right. to note too. Andrews back for offense, and then for I think Marlon Humphrey is going to be uh is going to be out again. I think questionable, officially questionable. Okay. Marlon Humphrey, who did not play in the Texans game in the divisional okay. round. Hope he'll be available. Harbo says very hopeful. So I don't know if that puts him, leans him, pushes him towards the right side. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, th- uh, this game, you know, if you have a strong feeling on this game, and I mean you, the the listener, like that, that's what I would fire on. Um, if you think it's Baltimore's time to break through and you feel confident on that, go ahead. I would I would be the other side of, of this one. Um, would you just play Baltimore on the money line if that was the case? Too steep. Uh, too steep. Only if you have a Kansas yeah. City future in pocket um, is where you would, would start looking that way. Uh, so... Yeah, I think each week the Chiefs games have been getting tougher and tougher. The, one of my most confident plays of the season against uh, Miami, a very confident play against Buffalo, and now we've kind of reached that final test where I'm I'm torn. So right. I very well may have something stronger on Sunday, but again, we record on Wednesdays. And I'm not really, I'm not confident giving much out other than a lean to, to three and a half and, uh, and very much liking the teaser leg because I don't think it's over a one score game. Okay. San Francisco, Detroit is the Sunday night game, NFC championship game, Niners home weather looks beautiful. I just pulled up Santa Clara uh, on the, uh, the old weather app here. It's going to be high of 70 sunshine. There's some clouds, but favorable throwing conditions for Brock Purdy, who has been, People go back and forth all year. Is he uh, is he benefiting from his weapons? Is he actually good? I'm not really interested in that. He had a game-winning drive down the stretch. While they should have beat the crap out of the Packers, at least everyone thought they should, he led a game-winning drive without Debo Samuel, who is 50-50 for the game. So Brock Purdy delivered when he should have. And McCaffrey was maybe a bigger part of that uh, at the end of the game because he was ec- excellent. McCaffrey has been unbelievable. Where So line seven... Totals fifty one. Are there are there angles here to play props because the weather's uh, the weather conditions are more favorable for a back and forth offensive game? <clears throat> for sure. Let's start prop um, and then get into the game breakdown. Going to keep targeting against the Lions here, who have uh, let opposing quarterbacks go over in four of, uh, five of the last six games. Four of them have been for three hundred plus. I know they're going outdoors here. And I know what we saw, we saw Brock Purdy not look very good last week, and I'll get into the weather breakdown of this on, on, when we do the game. But 
Purdy over 273.5 is the midweek number. That's up about eight from open. And Purdy 300 plus, plus 175. Two props I'm going to be on uh, for this game. And if Debo is out, this one's already been bet up two. But then I would start looking at some Ayuk mm. receiving props. 79 and a half receiving yards. Big number, yeah. but number one receivers have been crushing Detroit. Now, Puka Nakua, Mike Evans. Yep. Yeah. I'll just keep going on the game because I think two things combined here uh, are putting me on the Niners to dominate this game. Number one. We have what we saw last week in our minds. But first of all, the Packers are very improved from where they were all year. They What did they win, Glash? Was it nine or ten games? Were they not, nine and eight or ten and seven? Um, they won ten games, I'm pretty sure. They were ten and seven? Okay. Yes. So, well, okay. So, they could have been. Nine like and eight. A, nine and eight. Nine and eight. Nine That's and what eight. I thought. They could have been a 12-win team. They could have been a 12-5 and five team if they had a better kicker. They missed kicks for games all season. Um, and that came back to bite them potentially from going to overtime or whatever in, in San Francisco. So that I, I think the Packers are better than we think for starters. Second, that rain was crippling for them for some reason, even on their home field. Brock Purdy, the small hands, he could not throw in that rain for some reason. The defense was slipping all over the place in the rain. Like, the defense was down everywhere. That made the Packers look a lot better against this really good Niners defense is that guys couldn't stay on their feet. I, I have no idea why they couldn't, and the Packers seem to be able to um, fire the equipment guy. But, like, you mentioned the weather. It's not going to matter this time around. It's going to be a beautiful day in San Francisco, and I think that, you know, against the second-best run defense, but the 30th-ranked passing defense in terms of yardage. Purdy's going to get 300. He's going to move this team on offense. They're going to score points. And now it's going to be up – and they're going to be able to run the ball against the second – I know it's – I just said second-ranked run defense, but Tampa found a little bit of room to run last week, and McCaffrey in this run game find fine ways. So, uh, you know, I think it's a bad matchup for Detroit as well going up against McCaffrey and, and that O-line. So – now we go to... I've, all, I've also found, quickly, I've also found the running backs that have been featured in the matchups with the Lions. So Kyron Williams for the Rams and uh, White for the for the Bucks. May, you suggested this last week on the Gibbs receiving. Maybe look at the, the running backs. And McCaffrey's a tough one because he's so publicly bet and he, he's just, he's a different, he's in a different class. I realize that. But mm-hmm. you, maybe it could be Purdy early in the passing game to open up the run because Williams had a better second half against the Lions and White was better in the second half. And CMC the, had a better second half last week. Yeah, so maybe that's the second half look on the running in the, in, as far as running. Now that all relies on what the score is, and I, I realize that they have to have a lead, or it doesn't really matter for San Francisco. They can still run the ball. They ran the ball when they yeah. were trailing. Yep, I'm with you there. So now we get to the Lions side of this handicap. Yeah. The Lions have been strictly an indoor team this season. Um, they've played outside once in their last 12 games. Wow. And that was in Chicago in December, not the conditions that we're talking about here in San Francisco, of course. They lost 28-13. to 13. 
in mm. Chicago in that game. So let's get to Detroit's offense. They've played 14 games now indoors. Eight home games in the regular season, two in the postseason, and four road games in domes um, against the Chargers, the Saints, the Vikings, and the Cowboys. All road games in domes. You take those 14 games, they're averaging 30.75 points per game. That leaves five other road games that they have played outdoors. They're averaging 17.8 points in those outdoor games. Now, one of them's freezing Chicago on December 10th, not Goff's thing. They score 13 points and lose. Um, the time before that that they played outdoors, fine conditions, October 22nd, Baltimore, 38-6 Ravens. Six points for this offense. Yeah, that wasn't really about weather. They just got ran over. And that's the Lamar and, Jackson against the NFC factor, I think, too. They don't see him often. For it's sure. Come to Jesus moment for the play Lamar. They did. So they've lost their last two getting destroyed. They did win their first three games outdoors. But, you know, it was 20 to 6 at Tampa, 34 to 20 at Lambeau in September. That was a short week, Thursday night game. <clears throat> yep. And then opening night. That was a Thursday night game. And then opening night, they beat the Chiefs by one in Kansas City. Um, and went for it on fourth down from their own 30 to yes. start the game. So Which, credit to them. Again, I think San Francisco, this is not going to be uh, December in Chicago. So I'm not saying they're going to score 13 points, but they have not been good, uh, as good outdoors, regardless of the weather. So I think getting out of the dome getting on the road is really going to hurt uh going to hurt Detroit. So I would lay I would lay a touchdown. You could do their team total under. I would lay up to a touchdown with the Niners. I would tease the Niners to a pick 'em and uh hopefully you just have the the futures that I've been giving out all season. You can just hope the Niners win this one at a very good price. Okay. Lions team total you can get. Now there's a several team totals available at DraftKings. You can lay whatever juice you'd like. Under 22 and a half, minus 130. So, so 21 and a half minus 110 or even money? Uh, 21 and a half is minus 120. Oh, okay. So that's probably their true, true right there. You're saying under 21 and a half. Yep. Okay. I don't Niners team total currently is? Niners, you get to play uh, 28 and a half, even money. What's 27 and a half? Minus one forty-two. Ooh. Um, okay. Yep. You, you gotta you gotta pay a little. Uh, you gotta pay twenty cents to get below that key number, or to get to, you know mm -hmm. four touchdowns. All righty. Come on, Samir. Hop in. Our producer is here, Samir. We're gonna do best bets, and then we'll send it over to Julian and Ross. Samir, you're red hot. Baker Mayfield does it again for you last week in an unofficial play, Kate Otten, which we're not giving you, but we'll give you the Baker, Baker Mayfield side of it. I was doubtful of the passing touchdown thing because I just I don't like that market, but you do, and you it worked. So, what do you got this week, Samir, for Championship Sunday? You know, <clears throat> sitting here listening to you guys speak, you made a lot of really good points about both Thank of these you. games. Uh, mostly Julian, some of you, Brendan, but mostly Julian, yes. But I think as I look at this Lions Forty ers game more, I think I agree with you both that this this is going to be pretty one-sided 
Um, money line isn't really attractive on either side there. So I think I'm going to go with a 49ers alternate spread at nine and a half. Hmm. Normal spread just isn't good enough for you? It's not. I don't the like money it. line's not good enough, so it goes, blows right past the spread and goes well, to all spreads. If they cover seven, you take out the idea of pushing seven, so then you go to the next key number, which would be below ten, and that's nine and a half. I kind of see where you're going with this. Thank you. And that's right now plus 118 on DraftKings. And uh, the biggest takeaway I had last week from Slop was that you bet plus money bets. So this one's for you, Slop. I did consider what Slop said about Jamison Williams last week as maybe a best bet because that, that number, geez, he's under 30 yards receiving, Jamison Williams. But they're, they're feeding St. Brown. Reynolds, Reynolds, by the way, had a catch over the middle they brought back because of a hold uh, against, um, against Tampa or against Detroit, against Tampa, I should say. Um, okay, I'll go next. I'm going to go to the first game. Kansas City. Baltimore, DraftKings has given you a pretty good number, I think. Lamar Jackson, over, you got to lay some juice. Lamar Jackson, over nine and a half rush attempts. Was fed considerably, and by fed, I mean he took the snap and ran methodically uh, in the game against Houston, in the big game spots where I think Kansas City is very good in their secondary. They They've nailed their picks. They've done a tremendous job. When Jones is out there putting pressure on the quarterback, they're going to mix it up. Now, I'm curious as to how Kansas City game plans Lamar. Do they dare him to beat him with his legs and they take away the passing game, which that's a scary thought uh, for the Chiefs if they want to get by uh, and move on on another road spot. But I am going to lean Lamar Jackson here in a big game. It's kind of similar to how I look at Josh Allen in these bigger games, but I think they really were committed to letting Allen throw. Uh, and not letting him have to win with his legs outside of fourth and short, third and short. But this is a Lamar game. Um, If the Ravens are going to move the ball, keep Mahomes off the field, Lamar Jackson, plenty capable, I think, to get to 10 double-digit carries. So over nine and a half, minus 135, Lamar Jackson. All right, I gave my Niners analysis. That's obviously what I'm strongest on this week. I'll be riding out the futures. Yeah, you're in a good spot. Um, Now, I would have given out six and a half as my best bet, but I'm not going to give a juiced seven. Um, So I will go to what is called a double result. Halftime, full-time. Lead the game at halftime, win the game. That's minus 145 on the Niners. Um, I think that they've been front runners all year. The way they're going to win this game, they're going to get out early, do what they want to do, and then win the game. So... Niners halftime, Niners full-time. Cannot be tied at half. You got to be winning. Mm. Minus 145. A lot of ties at half. In a couple, well, two of the games are tied at half. I had this last week. Unfortunately, it was 7-6 to six Niners at halftime and held on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. We've been doing yeah, well here. Out where, where we are midweek. How I, this is how I would play the game midweek. Yeah, it's tough on a, a Wednesday. Props, you got to get props early, but sides and totals, you wait. But Samir's going to go to the nine and a half, which, you know, hey, Samir, you better better to play it now because if Debo's in, then you yeah. maybe have to lay. You're not going to get a better price of plus 118 on nine and a half on Sunday if Debo's in. So, uh, 100% agree. 
Okay. All righty. Very good. So we're doing a little, little differently this week. Those are our best bets. That's our breakdown. What does Ross Tucker have to say? Ross Tucker of the Ross Tucker podcast on the DraftKings Network, also of the Even Money podcast. Here he is. Ross Tucker sits down with Julian Edlow to break down champion. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chip Sunday. All right, we're wrapping the pod as promised here on Unreasonable Odds with Mr. Ross Tucker. You can find the Even Money podcast here on the DraftKings Network. And it's the perfect time to have the man on. It's Championship Sunday. we got three football games left in the season. Two of them are this weekend. Ross, how we doing? I'm doing pretty good, Julian, although I guess I want to start by apologizing. I realize that I am wearing... This uh, shirt that Missouri sent to me. That was a Mizzou logo. The Missouri Tigers, because I'm going to work out after we're done talking. I think this might be the worst color in in the rainbow. Like this is the, I I got nothing against Missouri. I'm sure it's a great school. They had a great year. All then they beat Ohio State. Like awesome. But this is a and and by the way, I love spicy mustard. I love deli mustard, which is what this reminds me of. But as like a piece of attire, I literally, as soon as they sent it to me, only wore it for working out because I would like never wear this in public. I think it's that hideous, that heinous. But I just realized I put it on forgetting I was going to come on your show. So I want everybody that's watching or listening to know if you ever listen to or watch even Money Podcast or Ross Tucker Football Podcast, I will never blind your eyes with the most disgusting shade of yellow they've ever seen before. Well, here's the good news. Most people are going to be listening to this, and we're going to cut up certain parts of the show that are going to be on Twitter or whatever. So they'll probably see this shirt, but the rant won't be part of the uh, video. <laughs> so you'll have to be listening to the full podcast to get the story behind that. Um, yes, Missouri, great win over Ohio State uh, in one of those bowl games. That was one of those huge dog-to-favorite moves. We talked about that one the last time that I saw you. We had some beers over at Vitamin C. We shot some segments for the sweat, talked a few football games there during the craziness of bowl season, and now we are in the craziness of Championship Sunday in the NFL. Pretty wild weekend, obviously, last weekend, specifically the two night games, the Niners, 10 nothing in the fourth quarter. They advance, get by the Packers. Other game, another down-to-the-wire, like, movie theater type of game. I can't believe Nicole Hardman got given the ball again, fumbles it through the end zone. <laughs> Hamlin was carrying the ball on a fake punt in fourth and five in a Chiefs-Bills playoff game. Um, the kick goes wide right. Like, that second half was like a movie. But what does that all mean coming into – this weekend, I guess, momentum-wise, we we refresh the board. The AFC one is the first one to kick off at 3 Eastern, so we'll start there. Extra day of rest for the Ravens, a little bit more of a sweat-free win for the Ravens. 
They're three and a half point favorites at home. They've been beating teams down all season. Now it's Patrick Mahomes with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. How do you see this game playing out, Ross? Well, first of all, just so you know, Julian, I will be on the sideline for this game uh, for the national radio broadcast for Westwood One. So I have already prepped a decent amount for this contest. Uh, Likely going to rock my uh, big orange jacket to try to maximize my TV exposure. Smart TV thing. Time just wearing this shirt on the podcast. That's right. That's so right. My mom and my daughters, as they watch the game and are looking for me, I try to make it easier for them. You know, I don't think we talk about this enough. And it's because they lost a couple close games, Julian, that they shouldn't have. This Ravens team is one of the best teams in NFL history. Like, there's a bunch of statistics that back that up. First of all, they have beaten nine winning teams by 14 points or more. Never happened before. Nine teams with winning records, they have rolled up by 14 points or more. I'll give you a couple more. First team to have the number one ranked scoring defense and the first team all pro quarterback since the 96 Packers. And they're also the only the third team in NFL history to average 25 points a game, have the number one rushing offense and the number one scoring defense. The other two, the 85 Bears and the undefeated 72 Dolphins, which is to say this Ravens team is awesome and they're loaded, but they're not particularly battle-tested in the postseason. And now they got to go against a team that's just had a ridiculous run. I mean, to have as bad of a year offensively as the Chiefs did and to still be able to win two playoff games against the Dolphins on the road in Buffalo, playoff games are hard to win. I mean, the Niners easily could have lost the Packers. And if they had, by the way, there was like six different plays in that game where if it went the other way, the Niners lose. Then the Niners, Cowboys, and Eagles would have had a grand total of zero playoff wins this postseason. Zero. Which just further reinforces the point of how impressive it is what the Chiefs have done. So there it is. I mean, it's going to be Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs kind of playoff cachet, playoff moxie, playoff confidence against a team that's better than them. The Ravens are better than them, but... I think it's one of those games, I saw this against Buffalo, the later it goes in the game, Julian, the more it favors the Chiefs. Yeah. And they remind me now of like the Belichick-Brady Patriots in that so often the team that loses to them in the postseason can point to the one play. If Lee Evans just holds on to the ball in the end zone – if Billy Cundiff doesn't miss the field goal, if so-and-so was a Bortles, I can't remember, doesn't fumble for the Jags, like, or no, the um, the linebacker, Miles Jack, like, they're, yeah. like, that is who the Chiefs are now, where it feels like you have to play a perfect game to take them out in the playoffs, and if you don't, they're going to win because they just know they're going to win because they have Patrick Mahomes, they have that level of confidence, it's extremely, extremely impressive. 
Yeah, I was going to make the – well, it's easy to make the comp because there no, is no other comp now. Six straight AFC title games that Mahomes is going to be appearing in. The comp is is Belichick and Brady, and it, it, what they do is put themselves in these positions, consistently get here every year, and then if you make that mistake like you talked about, then the Patriots, in this case the Chiefs, are going to advance. Um, and it is that type of situation of uh, you got all these numbers saying the Ravens are the better team. But are they going to be able to break through? Is this team going to be able to break through against a team that is going to be so solid on the other side? And the the problem all season had been the pass catchers for Kansas City, right? We saw it all year. Kelsey steps up and has another great postseason game against Buffalo. This, I think, is the much tougher game of of the weekend to call. If you're if you're a sports better and you're talking about this game and you say, "Hey, I, this is the Ravens' time. They're the better team. They're at home. I want to lay it with them." or you got Mahomes getting over a field goal, there's no way this game is going to be not tight. I can agree with you on both ends. I'm, and, I'm, I, and, and Julian, just just for clarity's sake. You're thinking Baltimore, reasons, it sounds like, right? What's that? You like Baltimore, it sounds like, with all the no, historic stats. No, 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 no. I like Baltimore to win the game, but I love Kansas City getting the three and a half. Because I think so it's, it's, I think it's a cost. Goal, what's that? There's only one way that can happen, and that's to win by a field goal or less. So you're yeah, so no, I mean, because here's the deal. I think Baltimore is the better team. I think they'll win the game, but I think it's like a toss-up. I mean, I think, like, if these teams played 100 times, I think Baltimore wins 55 and Kansas City wins 45. And I think in most of those contests, it's a close game. It's a field goal game. So to me – if I'm taking the Chiefs, who I think win the game outright 45% of the time, then you add the the three and a half points. Huge That's deal. probably another 10% right there of losing by three or less, right. at least another 10%. So in my mind, the Chiefs are like a 55% or maybe slightly better play getting the three and a half. It's my best bet of the weekend, along with Steve Fezzik on the Even Money Betting Podcast. We're both taking the Chiefs plus the three and a half. And also, if you listen or watch the Even Money show, um, Julian, I'm like a three and a half, getting three and a half point addict. I see, like your, I, I love I see your Ross Tucker parlays pop up on DK Sportsbook, and all of them are bought to ten and a halfs, seven and a halfs, three and a halfs for uh, getting the points. So those hooks are crucial, obviously. We're talking key points here. Um and I will tell you one thing that I may do this weekend. I'm in a weird spot. I've I have some Baltimore eleven to one Super Bowl futures out there, but I have some Kansas City to win the AFC as well. Um, I am taking the Niners are a team I've been betting will transition into the other game all year to win the NFC. I'm all I also like a teaser this weekend because you can bring the Niners down to a pick and Kansas City up to nine and a half. There's I don't see uh, I don't see that game in Baltimore not being a one possession game, no matter who wins it. Um, But I do want your opinion now on the Niners, because they're a team that I've been betting, anticipating this moment all season, saying they're going to win. They're going to win the NFC. That's how I've been betting it, because these other the Eagles fell apart. The Cowboys will fall apart. I don't know what I think of the Lions, and it's going to be one of those teams probably going to San Francisco for that game. And here we are. Philly and Dallas, obviously, them falling apart played out early. Now we have the Lions. Um, I want to hear what you have to say about this game before I give my thoughts, because I think the Lions going outdoors, even though it's nice weather, 
is going to be a bigger deal than we think. And I think what's fresh in our mind about the Niners slipping and sliding all over the field, which was weird on defense. I want your take on that. Niners defenders on their home field slipping all over the place. Brock Purdy can't hold the ball in the rain. That, I think, is going to change this weekend. Your thoughts? I don't think the Niners are going to play two bad games in a row. Yes. I think that the Packers, if you wanted the the Niners out, and I know you don't. No. The Packers <laughs> had to get them out while they had their chance. And, and man, oh, man, did they have their chances. The Savage dropped interception. Keyshawn Nixon dropped interception. Carlson missed field goal. And then Love, three absolutely brutal misses in the fourth quarter with the two picks and the other failed third down conversion onto a wide open receiver. The Packers, I thought were the better team in that game. Yep. I don't think that will be the case in this game. The real issue. Now I will say this, and this will, this will fascinate you. Did you know that at least according to Steve Fezzik on my show, that Debo Samuel is the most valuable non-quarterback skill player in the NFL. I never would have guessed this because of Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and all that, right? I think they they score like 30 a game with him and 17 without him, something like that, isn't it? I don't know about that. I know about this. Two yards per play. Two Two yards per play more with Debo in the lineup than with him out of the lineup. That equates to one and a half to two points. So your thoughts on this game should have a lot to do with whether or not Debo Samuel plays. Mm-hmm. My guess is that even if he's limited, he will be out there yeah. because of the decoy factor and giving him a couple touches just to keep the Lions honest. You know, the Lions really struggle at corner, and I think that's a problem going against the Niners. And I think you're right. I do not believe Jared Goff plays as well away from home. And whether that's indoors versus outdoors, I, I don't know. But it seemed like he was awesome at home at Ford Field this year. Not so much in a bunch of the away games this year. And that doesn't really bode very well. Now, I would rather take the Lions in the seven. I'm hoping but doubting it goes up. Let me see the juice. It might – if Debo – and I agree with you. Debo will get ruled in whether he's a decoy or not. And he – again, we recorded this on Wednesday afternoons. He did not practice uh, on Wednesday, but that was precautionary, and they're saying that he's feeling good. Um, so I, I would expect him to be out there, and I think this could go to seven – you just said how many points he seems to be worth. I think this could go to seven and a half if he's ruled in on Sunday. That would be good because then I would really like the Lions. I put one unit – on the Lions getting the seven. If they went up to seven and a half, it would be a two unit. The Lions are good, and the Lions are good up front on both sides of the ball. I don't think they're going to they're gonna crap the bed in this situation. They didn't in the two home games. They played well. I think the Rams are a really good football team. Yep. I think it's a close game. I think the Niners probably win, but I do think the Lions can keep it within one score. So I lean Honolulu Blue and Detroit getting the seven. So here's your stat from me on the Lions. The Lions have played outdoors once in their last 12, once in the last 12 weeks. They lost that game 28 to 13 in Chicago. Now they're not going to Chicago in December here. It's going to be 65, 70 in sunny Santa Clara. That's a different situation. Um, But you look at this team, the Lions have played indoors 14 times this year. 
eight regular season home games, two playoff home games, and four road games in domes. They score 30.75 points per game in those games. You take the five outdoors, which includes scoring six in Baltimore in uh, in October. They're averaging just over 17 points per game in those five outdoor games. So the conditions aren't going to be necessarily what they were, but they played a few games outdoors in September, October, um, and were not putting up the volume offense uh, that they have been recently. So I think just when they have so many games indoors that we've seen recently, that just becomes the standard. This is what the Lions offense does every week. And I think that's going to look a little bit different this week. Out, not just outdoors, but outdoors against a really good Niners defense that's probably going to bounce back from a bad performance against the Packers. That is interesting and not surprising. Anecdotally, it felt that way. That's why I have people like you that actually have the numbers. All right, last question for you on this one, because if I play a player prop this week, it's going to be Brock Purdy's passing yards, and he's Ooh. at 273 and a half. You can get him for 300 plus at plus 175. Uh, the Lions have allowed quarterbacks to go over that 273 number in five of the last six, uh, 300 plus in four of the last six. And I think the rain was just killer for Purdy last week. I think in these conditions, he's going to look a lot better. Lions over the last five games, given up like 340 a game through the air. I want to know specifically from Brock Purdy how you expect him to look in this game and how much of that's going to depend on Debo. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to bounce back from a bad performance against the Packers. He obviously struggled with the rain. Heck, we could see him, you know, drying his hand off mid-play, which I had never seen before in my life. That's amazing that he even attempted that or thought, I mean, he's got some serious confidence, swag, whatever you want to call it to even do that. I said earlier, I'll say it again, the Lions – struggle a corner, and yet they play a lot of man coverage for whatever reason, I think they're going to get burned. I I think the Niners – I think Purdy's going to have a big day. I'm with you on that over Purdy passing yardage prop. And watch out for Ayuk too because uh, Detroit's been giving up deep balls. We've seen it. Uh, Mike Evans, Puka, week after week, guys have been going off. So I think if Debo plays in that decoy role that you're talking about, Ayuk's going to be in a pretty good spot. Last one for you, Ross. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. The Super Bowl is on February 11th. Nobody's going to have any gifts until they wake up on Monday morning. Oh, my God, Valentine's Day is this week. I think you're the guy to talk to about that. I am. It's it's a plus EV gift uh, to go to myfrontpagestory.com. In all sincerity, it's by far the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. My buddy started the company. You talk to one of their writers for like 10 minutes while you're driving home from work or whatever – Tell them how great your significant other is. They write this unbelievable story. It's framed. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. Beautiful. And then the key is, Jules, to be able to say, like, hey, I want to do something special for you. So I had a story written about you. Like, that sounds amazing. It sounds like you, like, commissioned some author to write this story. The pictures of her and you on the cover, if you have kids, they'll be on there, too. Probably no pictures of kids. If you don't have them, that would be weird. Anyway, myfrontpagestory.com and if you do this fellas if you do this make sure you get make sure you say i just don't thank her enough for all the little things she does they cry every time even if you can't think of anything that she does just say that cuz she's like oh my gosh he notices he knows all the little things it's hilarious they cry every time happy tears 
MyFrontPageStory.com, MyFrontPageStory.com. All right. Well, hopefully we gave you some winners on the podcast, and then you invest those in your Wednesday <laughs> gift. You become an even bigger winner. Ross Tucker, Even Money Podcast. You can find it right on the DraftKings Network. Thank you for joining the Unreasonable Odds Podcast presented by DraftKings. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 